This is the Pubcast. I'm John Loomer, and today we're going to talk about the view through conundrum. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Alright, welcome back to the Pubcast. I'm your host, John Loomer. Since this is a full episode, yeah, you know what that means. Drink time. So, I've got a red wine today. Working on a Zinfandel. Can't really tell you much more about it. It's good stuff, though. Alright, cheers to you. Alright, so, man, oh man. I want to tell you a story. And this story is about a problem... I found recently with Facebook attribution. And honestly, it's partly a new problem. Some people will tell me, oh, this has always been an issue. But the reality is there's something unique about it during the past year beginning in, you know, 2021. You know that you know that time I'm talking about in 2021, all the iOS changes. And before I get to that problem... Let me explain what I was doing and what happened that got my attention. Let me get my intro drink and let's get going. Bottoms up. So if you've been listening to prior episodes, which I know you have been, you may know about an experiment that I'm currently working on right now. So I'm testing out this new strategy that I call sprinkling. So without going into all the details of the strategy, because we already did that, I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago. The concept is this. Running multiple campaigns to a very warm audience using all reach campaigns, at least for the, the primary sprinkling part, I guess. All of them are using frequency caps of seven, one impression for seven days or more. In some cases, 14 days. some cases, even more than that. So then I sprinkle blog posts, podcast episodes, opt-in promotions, product promotions, etc. over time. All right, so you're not going to be bombarded with this stuff. And there's no timeline on it, no urgency. So I'm not going to be hitting you trying to promote one thing. It's a whole bunch of stuff, but just a couple of ads here and there over time. Okay, that, that's sprinkling. Now, one of these campaigns that I'm running is for promoting blog posts, and it targets some of my most engaged website visitors during the past 60 days. So, and um, this is actually this has changed since I originally talked about it. So it is 60 days, and actually it's a pretty similar audience for each of these campaigns. But that's a whole other topic. But so essentially. It's okay. I isolate who are these most engaged people. It's top five percent time on time on my website. All registrations, purchases, and searches and searches over sixty days. What I call a quality visitor. This is a custom event for anyone who spent two minutes or more on a page and scrolled seventy percent or more. So they had to do both of those things. They started my podcast player. So an audio player that's above a lot of my, my, um, my blog post episodes. They viewed at least two pages in a session at some point. They watched an embedded YouTube video 
on my website. So all of those over the last 60 days. And also I have this active clicks tag from Infusionsoft that if you click links in emails that I send you, you're added to this campaign that you'll remain in that for 30 days. I might even change it to 60 days to account for this. So this targeting um, is extremely important. It's doing the heavy lifting. Just a reminder, I'm using reach. So Facebook's not optimizing for an action. Um, this is one of the major challenges of sprinkling and why, honestly, I enjoy it. Like it, It's putting some, some pressure on me. The optimization falls on me uh, and my, the audience that I'm targeting. So they need, so basically it's like, okay, Facebook's not going to op, uh, optimize for this action. I need to give Facebook the audience who are most likely to perform the action that I want. So with these blog post ads, I'm using a frequency, a frequency cap of one impression per seven days. Pretty simple, right? But now let's talk about, now that you have a general understanding of what was happening with this particular campaign that was getting my attention, let's talk about what I saw, but after this drink. Cheers. All right, so since I'm using Reach, I can't rely on Facebook's default reporting to know whether I'm getting good results. Because otherwise, all Facebook's going to show me is stuff like how many people I reached, how many impressions, what's my CPM, what's my cost per people reached, all this, all these little you know, um, surface-level metrics that don't mean anything. So I add a bunch of columns um, to my report. And actually, it's if, you, if you're familiar with the stuff I've talked about and written about before, this is a saved report that I call... The good stuff has a whole bunch of um, metrics that I follow for any campaign. And I add columns uh, for things like registrations, purchases, searches, and custom events. So the custom events in this case for promoting these blog posts are especially important because those are the events that will tell me really what, whether this campaign is is effective. So it's a lot of the same events that these custom audiences that I talked about before are based on. So I added a column for the quality visit, right? So people who uh, spent two minutes or more on a page and scrolled at least 70%, a column for the number of times that people started my podcast player. Again, it's attributed to the, these ads. Uh, viewed two plus pages in a session, that one's going to be very important. Um, we're going to talk about that one in particular. That's where the focus is going to be. So these represent quality visits and are also, again, the types of audiences I'm targeting. So I don't expect, you know, maybe this is just me because over the, over the years, I understand the challenges that Facebook faces, but I don't expect Facebook reporting to be perfect. I know a lot of people are like, oh, this doesn't match up with X, Y, and Z. There's something wrong, and they, it drives them crazy. I've generally not cared a whole lot, but I at least expect it to be helpful, right? And at least represent some version of reality. But let me give you an example of what Facebook has been reporting for the campaign that's promoting blog posts. Follow along, because this doesn't make sense. So, 109 landing page views, okay? Makes sense, right? Again, we're small audience, so we're talking small sample size stuff. We're not, we're not getting a whole bunch of landing page views. No big deal, 109 landing page views. 546 sessions 
of two or more page views. That was that one of those custom events. Did you, did you just hear what I just said? So think about this. So I would expect that maybe, you know, 20 to 50%, 50% would be crazy, but of all landing page views may result in a two plus page view session. So that quality visit. So realistically, out of the 109 landing page views, I'd hope for somewhere between, I don't know, 40, you know, 20 and 40, 20 and 50, somewhere, somewhere like something like that, um, of these two plus page view sessions. 20 to 50. Facebook was reporting 546, which is almost exactly five times the total number of landing page views. This is not mathematically possible. <laughs> this makes no sense. And this should never happen. It makes my results completely worthless. And it's really frustrating. Now, I have a theory behind what's going on here. And we'll talk about that right after this next drink. Cheers. So... There really should be no reason for Facebook to report more two-plus page view sessions than landing page views, right? So why then is Facebook reporting this? My assumption is, in, first of all, the, I think the event's fine. I think it's working fine. It was set up fine. I think that ultimately Facebook is following their attribution rules. But that's the key here. Facebook is reporting a lot of these conversions, most of them, because they are viewed through conversions. Let's think about why that would be so possible. That so many of these would be viewed through. It's a remarketing campaign targeting a very warm audience. Some people were shown the ad but never clicked. I mean, they may have never even noticed the ad, but it it technically was shown to them. Then they received an email from me and I've been sending a lot of emails lately and they clicked that email in the same day. They then viewed multiple pages in a session and which it would be reasonable to expect because these are people who do that and that would trigger that custom event. This, I firmly believe, is what led to those crazy inflated numbers. Because again, the, the default Facebook attribution is seven-day click, which isn't the issue here, but one-day view. So you can't change that attribution for reach campaigns or most campaigns. You can change it for conversions campaigns. So I started a separate conversion campaigns campaign optimized for quality traffic. Again, one of those custom events. Promoting blog posts, targeting a warm audience. So I want to test my theory. And it's very early in the reporting, but um, since I was, uh, I changed it to one day click attribution, no view through, it generated so far 83 landing page views. And no, it didn't end up with like 400 of those two plus page view sessions. Ended up with 36, which is 43% of that total number of landing page views. 
That actually seems normal and actually probably pretty good, right? 36 out of 83 are people who, who viewed two or more pages. That sounds pretty awesome. By eliminating, eliminating the view-through conversions, I've been able to mostly prove my theory or at least supply support for it. The inflated numbers that we're seeing very likely do to view through conversions. All right. So what do we make of this? We'll talk about it after this drink. Cheers. So understand, um, yes, view through conversions have been around forever. And normally, historically, I've been perfectly fine with view through conversions. Here's an example of where, where it would be totally cool with me, right? So I promoted a product with an ad. Someone sees that ad. They don't convert. Later, they see an ad from me, or excuse me, they, they get an email from me because it's remarketing. Or maybe like they, they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that earlier. I didn't click on it. And they Google my product, and they go to my website, and then they buy. In that case, I strongly believe my ad should get some credit for that, even though they never clicked it. But this situation that we're dealing with here is different. The conversions being reported are for website engagement rather than a purchase or registration. The whole purpose of this campaign and why I added those columns was to know how many of the people who clicked on my ad uh, ended up resulting in quality website traffic. If someone didn't click, the ad in this case really shouldn't get credit. It only makes it more confusing. And truthfully, the fact that Facebook counts it as view through conversions isn't even the biggest problem here. Hold up! Real quick, sorry, are you need a little bit of help with your Facebook advertising? You can actually sign up for a one-on-one with me. So our session will be 45 minutes long, conducted over Zoom. We can share screens. You'll let me know prior to our session what it is that you're doing right now, what you need help with. And I'll give you recommendations for strategies and ideas to do things differently. So this is really best for advertisers who are spending at least a few thousand dollars per month, where even the smallest changes can make a big impact. So go to johnloomer.com help to book your session. And PHC Elite members get a big discount. It's a problem now, but it wasn't a problem a year ago. And there are a couple of primary reasons why that's the case. So first, remember way back in the day in 2021, there was a change to how attribution was controlled. Okay, The first relevant change was that attribution can now only be adjusted within the ad set. And only in conversions campaigns. All right. So the first change was attribution in the fact that it's only set within the ad set for a conversions campaign. The second relevant change. Pre, this is honestly the biggest one that drives me absolutely nuts. I, I don't really understand why they did it. Previously, you could compare windows. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, there was a drop in the drop down. Uh, for uh, customizing columns and re your reports. You could compare windows. Also, if you opened up the customized columns, there's a checkbox where you can then compare windows, compare attribution windows, and select the you know seven-day click 
one day click, one day view, can remove them, whatever, add individual columns for each one, right? So an example, so back, back then, back in the good old days, you could actually see how many of your conversions happened within a one day click, within a seven day click, within a one day view, even 28 day click back then. Right? So if you ever thought, hmm, man, that seems really inflated. I wonder if view through conversions contributed. You can compare windows and see, oh, yeah, 30% came from view through conversions. Or in my case, maybe 100% or close to that. But Facebook took that away a year ago. No idea why. It's now impossible to see just how many of those reported conversions happened due to view through. I got to tell you. This feels wrong. And the reason it feels wrong is that results can now be grossly inflated by view through. But you will never know how many of your results are impacted by view through. Now, Facebook can radically, or in my case, irrationally inflate your numbers. And you won't have any context for explaining that and why that happened. So it really bums me out. really does. I do have a few uh, solutions. First, first of all, things that I've been doing, but also some things I think Facebook should do. And we'll get to this after another drink. Glug, glug, glug. Now, there's one potential solution that I've been trying out, but it may not apply in all cases of your events. So keep that in mind. So I've talked before about URL parameters and Google Analytics. It can be useful here too. So. Forget the fact that I was talking about um, columns for custom events and, and uh, engagement types on my website. Let's just say we had inflated um, registrations or, or searches or something that's a standard pixel event. Many of these things you can, you can turn into a, a goal within Google Analytics, right? So in my case, I was lucky in that one of the custom events that was grossly inflated that I've talked about here is that two plus page view session. Well, within Google goals, you can actually create a Google goal for that same thing. And um, I've, that, that way, and unfortunately I didn't have this created before discovering this issue. Um, so I can now see in my campaign results in Google Analytics that yes, no, once I've had that and I've had it about a day or so, that the ads manager reporting is indeed inflated. Okay, so that helps. But, you know, just a reminder here, this only works if I can create a goal that matches my customer standard event that Facebook is inflating. So there are going to be uh, certainly some events, if, if you're super creative, and, and I hope to that I'm super creative in the events that I create. Um, in some cases, there won't be a Google goal that you can create that replicates that, right? But the other issue here, most advertisers will have no clue that this is something that should be checked, right? This is like, oh, I have amazing results. Woo, check, tell my client, you know? So yes, that's one potential thing you should absolutely do if you can. Always double check, cross check. Um, use other methods. Now, here are some things that Facebook should consider. Now, the ideal solution on Facebook's side, I need the ability 
to compare windows, damn it, <laughs> to see how many conversions are viewed through. This provides extremely important context and was what made it so valuable before. I don't know why it was taken away. It feels dishonest because, as I said, Facebook can inflate results, and I know it follows the rules, but knowing it could be viewed through, but the advertiser can't separate it, and it makes those results extremely confusing. Like, how do you explain these results? Well, it could be because of view through. I don't know how many of them came from view through. As a result, they're all kind of worthless in this case. Another option beyond bringing back uh, compare windows, allow the advertiser to change the attribution setting for any campaign type. So, so if you're going to keep it at the ad set level, allow us to change it for any ad set. Uh, any campaign, not just conversions campaign. Or allow us to do it at the account, account level. If I'm like, I don't want view through conversions anymore, allow me to remove that at the account level. Of course, once again, this is how it used to be. Kind of like the compare windows feature. You know, So in my example, in the case of remarketing for traffic, I could set attribution at one day click only. And um, that's what I did with that conversions campaign, optimized for a custom event. But when I'm doing a reach campaign, I'd like to be able to say one day click attribution only. Why can't I? Why can't I do that? I mean, I know that Facebook's optimizing for reach, and it has nothing to do with clicks. And but attribution happens, man. Conversions happen. So. Of course, this would deflate, deflate results for remarketing, but guess what? They would be accurate, which is what is most important. So the worst case here, um, if Facebook's unwilling to do those first two things, we got to ask the question, does Facebook need to get rid of view-through conversions? Like, look, there is that use case, that scenario where view-through conversions make sense, but it's a very narrow example. It's like somebody saw my ad, they were inspired by it, they may have even engaged in it and without clicking on the link to my website. They then responded to an email or Googled it or whatever, and then they converted. Great, my ad contributed, right? But we can't separate that from this remarketing inflation, which is completely worthless. So should they get rid of view through conversions? It made sense when you could actually see how many conversions were viewed through. But now we're missing all that important context because Facebook doesn't highlight how many conversions are viewed through. It just feels misleading and dishonest. So then you, you got these kind of questions floating, floating around in your minds like, well, the results might be grossly inflated. They do follow attribution rules. They might be due to view through. Maybe they're not. But you'll never know how much the results are impacted. Do you remove view through entirely? I mean, that would obviously make numbers drop even more, which Facebook doesn't want because people are going to freak out. But it might be more accurate, right? Don't we want stuff to be more accurate? 
What do you want? What do you think? Where's the bartender? Last call. Oh boy, man. So as you can see, I'm a little uh, fired up about this. Um, but when it impacts my ability to accurately as assess the performance of a campaign and just make me throw my hands up in the air and be like, I have no idea, it's a little frustrating. Yeah. So um, those are my thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think too. Drop me a line, info at johnloomer.com. You can also send me comments, an audio audio question, audio comments. If you go to pot, uh, excuse me, pubcast.johnloomer.com, there's a little button on the side where you can submit a, submit a question to me. So that would be awesome. Um, not enough people use that, so I would really appreciate it. <sighs> yeah, so that that's that's the deal today. But hope hope you enjoyed this. It, I always like getting a little nerdy. Hope you enjoyed the nerdy stuff. And uh, thanks for joining me. But uh, we'll be back again soon. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out. Mm -hmm.